0: Hey there, my friend. Welcome back to Drummer Daily once again. I'm so glad you could join me. Um, Today, uh, before we get started, I want to invite you to something, but then um, uh, I'm going to talk about my recording setup today. But if you have a dream of becoming a professional drummer, no matter what your age is, young or old, but you think that uh, you need to be lucky and you're just not the lucky type or you don't like counting on your future um, to uh, to be you don't like depend your future depending on being lucky or not or you think man i'm I'm not the you know I'm not doing drum clinics over here with you know my technical ability I'm not that kind of drummer or you think I just don't know anyone in the music business and I'm not really good at networking or I've got a job right now, and I can't quit my day job to pursue music full-time, so what do I do? If any of those things apply to you, I want to invite you to a free masterclass where I'm going to actually show you how you can become a professional drummer by following a proven path that almost every drummer has followed um, to become a professional. Every professional drummer has followed. Um, and you can do this without being a musical prodigy, without getting lucky, um, and even if you don't know anyone in the music business. So I want to invite you to that class and it's a free masterclass coming up. Uh, I do these from time to time. And so to check out the next time that I'm doing it, just head to danielhadaway.com slash class and check that out. All right. So today, um, I had, uh, a friend, uh, named German on Instagram. He actually wrote it and said, Hey, uh, you know, maybe maybe you've covered this before, but I'd love to hear you give a rundown of your recording setup. And you know what? I thought you know, there, there's a chance I might have gone through my recording setup uh, in the past on one of these episodes. There there is 200 of them now. This is episode number 200. Uh, but uh, it, there's a <laughs> who knows. By now, um, something's obvious that bound to have changed since. Uh, I did that last, since I talked about it last, so I thought I'd go over it in a little more detail. Um, And so I'm just going to work my way from the microphones down into um, where you most likely hear my drum recordings. Uh, If you are listening to this podcast, chances are you've heard my drum recordings uh, either on Instagram or Facebook or maybe on YouTube. Um, And so um, that is a I'm going to walk you through basically from the microphone to those endpoints, uh, like like Instagram or Facebook or whatever. All right, so microphone-wise, I'm, I'm just going to tell you the gear that I use because the microphones aren't anything uh, uh, exceptional or strange or out of the ordinary. Um, but I, uh, I, I I will spend a minute talking about the pieces that I think are a little bit uh, more unique than what um, some people, um, or a little bit more a little bit more professional grade than what some people uh, might think. Uh, so my kick drum mic is actually a Shure SM7B, which is actually a broad. Originally, it was a broadcast vocal mic. It was made for radio DJs and things like that. Um, so it's a it's a it's a dynamic microphone. Um, it's not used for kick drums a ton. Um, it's a really great microphone uh, to have around because it can do so many different things so well. Um, it's kind of like a Shure SM57, but just a little bit. More detailed and a little bit, uh, a little bit, a little bit more premium, I guess, overall, um, in what you get from it. Um, but uh, I use it as a kick drum mic. A lot of times, you see that mic- this microphone used uh, at radio stations. Um, it's been used on some vocals too. Like I know, there's a, everyone always goes on about how Michael Jackson recorded Thriller with this microphone, so it's used there. But you'll see this microphone pop up a lot in. Um, Situations where it's like a hybrid live and studio recording. So like if you see like you know someone doing like a uh, you know a, a, a live performance for a, a group of fans, but that performance is also going to be recorded and maybe mixed and, and put out as an album later or something like that. They'll use these microphones for vocals and sometimes for guitar cabs as well. Anyway, SM7B is the microphone I use for my kick drum. Uh, that mic is think maybe the single most expensive mic that I have or close to it. It's like $349 new, I think. So, you know, it's not, it's not crazy as far as drum mics go, but it, it's not cheap either. Um, and then the Tom mics that I use, I use the same mic on both my rack and floor Tom, and those are Heil PR30s. Um, and uh, I was going to go for the, uh, the Studio Standard Sennheiser uh, 421s. Um, which again, this doesn't make any sense to you, then just ignore it. Uh, But the 421s, um, in my experience and in the experience of other people that I trust as well, we've talked about it, um, there's a lot of bleed that comes through those microphones. Uh, The sound you get from them is great, but I just personally don't enjoy dealing with a lot of Bleed when I don't need to, especially when I'm going to be um, EQing something like toms that has a very specific type of frequency. I don't want a lot of muddiness coming through from Bleed. And sometimes the way that I play, um, especially on the toms, the gates don't work really well for keeping out on unwanted sound. Um, Maybe I'm just not skilled enough at at using gates. Um, But also, I don't want to spend the time when I'm especially when I'm posting things for social media, I don't want to spend the extra time of going through and chopping up the waveform and like deleting the parts of the waveform where um, the Tom isn't being played. I'll do that sometimes. But uh I, again, I like to be as efficient as possible with my recording. Um so anyway, I went for the Heil PR30s and I'm very happy um with that. Um let's see, what else? Um, uh, Snare drum, of course, Um, I use a couple of uh, Shure SM57s. No surprise there. Um, I'm very happy with the sound I get from them, and I don't necessarily anticipate ever changing. I might add a second second snare drum mic um, to go along with the 57, something like a... um, I actually don't have a specific mic in mind, but like a, a pencil kind of mic that give, gives a little bit more air and crisp kind of quality to it. Um, I don't have any problems with what I'm doing now, but I think it could be a kind of a cool extra characteristic to add to the the drums as well if I had that. So um, I don't do uh, hi-hat a mic separate right now. Um, honestly, it's just because uh, I hate the idea of having to spend a couple hundred bucks on a mic for the hi-hat when I when I am... I'm pretty good with my own playing as far as self-mixing and not make, and making sure that hi-hat's not too loud. Um, so I'd just rather um, uh, save my money for other things so I don't have anything on the hi-hat. Uh, my overhead mics are a stereo-matched pair of Rode NT5s, um, and those mics are surprising because they are relatively inexpensive Um, and there are much more expensive options that everyone kind of like, um, goes for like AKG 414s. Everyone's like, oh, I want to, I want, you know, that's like the gold standard. People assume, people assume that if you don't have 414s, that the reason why you don't have 414s is because you can't afford them, uh, yet and you haven't invested in them. And it's like, it's like, it's a given, it's a foregone conclusion that you want 414s. You just don't have them yet. Um, but that is actually not the case for me, um, personally, I feel like AKG 414s are a little harsh um, and, and biting in a, in a way that's not pleasing to me. And I also, um, I, my space, the ceilings aren't very high. And so I get concerned about um, uh, the that harsh brittleness um, causing my, my symbols to kind of lack the focus sound that they need um and so i had a friend uh that i trust a, a mix engineer that i trust um who recommended the uh, road nt5s and i even told him i was ex- i was thinking about buying some different mics that were much more expensive and he's like no don't go get the road he's like try them and then return them if you don't like them he's like uh, uh he, he even gave me an anecdote about another producer friend of his that uh came in and uh and, or he came in and there was a drummer that was working with this other producer and um, the producer had some Rode nt 5 set up and the drummer came in and kind of, you know, rolled his eyes at it or whatever and, you know, it was like, this is, these are not, you know, whatever, you want some professional mics, these are not professional mics and the uh, the producer was like, just trust me and, you know, see what you think. Anyway, the drummer, um, who I also talked to, he told me this, he's like, yes, yeah, so I didn't think, I, you know, I thought this is going to sound terrible, These are these are not, professional mics, and he ended up playing the session, and he liked the sound of the Rode NT5 so much that he, on the way home from the session, stopped by Guitar Center and bought a pair. Um, So um, don't blow off things that are cheap um, just because of the price tag. Uh, Use your ears to decide what you want, not your wallet, Um, and that's definitely the case there. And speaking of that, um, the last mic currently in my setup is my room mic. I just have a mono room mic and, uh, especially it doesn't really come into play too much right now because of, uh, because of Instagram makes everything mono anyway. So, uh, uh but I've got a mono room mic and the room mic that I have is a Samson C01. I'm not even sure if they make that mic anymore, but, um, when I bought it probably over 10 years ago, It was less than $100 brand new. Uh, So it is a cheap, large diaphragm condenser mic, and um, I like it. Sounds great. Um, I'm sure sure someday I will switch to a stereo pair of something much more suited um, to the level of playing that I'm doing and recording I'm doing. But for now, it works great, and I love it. Sometimes I'll put a stereo spread on it uh, to simulate a stereo microphone. I prefer not to do that because it kind of messes with the sound in a weird way. Uh, But I'll do that sometimes if I feel like I need to. All right, so all of that runs into a um, Behringer uh, X-Air X-18. Behringer X-Air X-18. It's a mouthful. Um, It's uh, great because um, it works as an 18-channel interface with my iMac, but it also um, is a live mixer so that I can plug in and practice with it and mix everything that way without having to start up a session of Logic just to play along with some music. I can just turn it on, turn on this mixer, and it is ready to go. But then also it works as a great interface with some decent Midas preamps built into it. So that's great. Um, And then all that, I run into Logic Pro, and um, I track everything in Logic. Uh, Only other thing, uh, the plugins that I use um, are almost exclusively... Uh, made by Slate Digital. So they have the Slate Everything Bundle, and I'm not getting paid to say this, but I think it's $15 a month, and you basically subscribe to all of their plugins, and it is singularly the best deal in recording music, I believe, available. Um, I count on that stuff so much. They have some great emulations um, of SSL consoles and all kinds of things like that. So maybe if you're interested, let me know. I'll might maybe I'll do a separate maybe I'll do a bonus episode or a separate podcast episode about my signal chain. But it's just to give you a hint on that. It's almost all Slate uh, plugins. I do use the Space Designer Reverb um, sometimes um, in uh, in Logic, and then I also use the uh, Chroma Verb, which is a newer um, a newer reverb plugin um, that uh, Logic has. Um, so anyway, um, those are a couple of what I use right now. And that's my kind of uh, my total setup. And um, so yeah, it's nothing really uh, it's, it's crazy. It's nothing really intricate. It's nothing really over the top. It's pretty much some... some standard and some not so standard microphones plugged into a relatively inexpensive interface running into logic pro which a lot of people have and then using some uh really good value plugins um but i want to just remind you that the, that the reason why and i do think my mixes sound pretty good right now on instagram the ones i've been posting i'm pretty proud of a few of them in particular. But the reason why I think they sound so good is not really the gear that I have or the great sounding drums that I have. Those things do sound great. But let me tell you, I have, when I first got started especially with the same gear, created some really garbage sounding mixes. Um, The reason why my mixes sound great now is because I have spent the time to learn the gear that I have. I haven't listened to a mix and said, man, if only I had this other piece of gear, it would really sound great. I listen to my own mixes and I say, man, if I could really improve um, my or get to know these plugins better or get to know more about EQing a snare or this or that, if I just could work a little bit more and learn a little more, then my mixes would sound even better. It's never about getting something new. It's about learning what I have. Um, I have. I have not, I've made it a rule of thumb in the past couple of years especially. I'm not buying a new piece of gear for my drums or for my recording until I feel like I'm hitting a ceiling with what I've got. Um, I'm not going to go swim outside of my uh, depth. not going to go too far into the deep end when I don't know how to swim. I guess is the way to put it, um, and so I want to encourage you to learn the gear and the tools that you have, whatever they are. If if your drums don't sound great, learn about tuning. Find get do the learn as much as you can about drum tuning, uh, and then. Once you think, man, I'm really hitting a brick wall. I'm, I'm hitting a glass ceiling with my tuning. I, the, I've reached the limit of what this drum can do. Um, with and, and it's not it's not because of my skill anymore. It's just the drum won't do any better. Then upgrade your drums. Or when you when you say, man, I've I've eq'd this these mics with these drums as much as possible. And I know there's no more amount of EQ that's going to fix it. Um, The mic is just not doing the job for me anymore. Um, And if I had a better mic, I actually would be able to get better sound. Um, Once you honestly feel that way and know that's true, then upgrade your microphones. But learn with what you have first. That's what I've done. Um, And that's how I, I have a lot more knowledge than I did a year ago. And I have a lot more knowledge than I did two years ago. And the only reason why that's the case is because I kept working at it. I got incremental improvements along the way, um, and I didn't give up. Um, I didn't think that buying something was going to make my problems go away. I realized that the work is what's going to make the problems go away. So hopefully that helps you out. Hopefully it gives you an idea of what I've got. Uh, I'd love to hear about your recording setup and any kind of questions you have about recording drums, tracking drums, tuning drums, playing drums, becoming a professional drummer, any of that. Send me an email, daniel at danielhadaway.com. Let me know either if you have a question or if you just have a topic that you'd love to hear me talk about on this podcast and I will do my best to do that for you. But thanks for joining me for now. Thank you for joining me for 200 episodes. Of Drummer Daily. Uh, it's been a lot of fun and I can't wait um, for you to hang out with me for 200 more. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi.